Get ready for some calisthenics. Ready? How many of you feel ready for Christmas? Raise your hand. Really? That many? Please share the, the, the trick with me. How, how many of you, let me see how many of you can relate to this, to this statement. The older I get, the faster time flies. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, let me just speak to the kids for a second. Um, when, I, when I was your age, and I know it's been a while, but when, but, but, but when I was your age, I, I used to think that Christmas um, would never get here. It, it, it always feel, felt to me that Christmas always uh, fell on leap year. And we we're only going to have Christmas every four years. And, and I just could not wait. And it took forever uh, for Christmas to get here. Now, the way I feel is that I just put away the Christmas decorations last week. And that's just my reality. So we're, we're going to start a new, perp, a new series today, a new four-part series during the season of Advent. And uh, this, uh, the series title is The Purpose uh, for Christmas. Uh, so I just want to simply ask you to be thinking about what is the purpose for Christmas in my life? So I was talking about three, four weeks ago to a couple of my friends, and, and, and as we were talking, the theme of Christmas came into the conversation, and as we were talking about Christmas, uh, one guy said, I can't wait for Christmas. I, I love to decorate my tree inside, isn't this beautiful? And, and I love to decorate uh, with lights and ornaments and everything outside my house. I love to work on the menu and what we're going to be having all during the parties that we're going to be going to. I simply enjoy the season of Christmas. And the other guy I turned to, and, and, he, and he said, you know what? I just can't wait for Christmas to be in my rearview mirror. <laughs> and, and I started to think about that. And I started to think about how some people uh, look as, at Christmas and, and they're uh, thriving. Uh, they're absolutely thriving in the anticipation of what's going to happen over these next four weeks as we move through Advent and come to Christmas. They're just thriving. Um, but uh, the other guy, the other friend of mine, and maybe some of you, you're kind of like surviving. And you simply are hoping that this will pass by as quickly as possible. So I, I took an informal survey. Uh, two weeks ago, I asked 25 people to tell me if they thought that their experience this year uh, for uh, Christmas was going to be uh, one in which they were going to thrive or one in which they were going to just survive. And of the 25 people, seven people said, I think all I'm going to do is survive, 28%. And I dare say that, uh, that that same percentage would probably be very true right here in this room and those of you watching at home, wherever you may be, uh, that there's a high percentage of people who are simply looking at surviving uh, this season, which we call, call Christmas. And, and so I... I, I simply want to invite you uh, to do something with me this week. Uh, during the next two Wednesdays, um, we're going to be having a class 
and is simply entitled, Find Hope in the Holidays. You heard about this last week, for those of you in worship, uh, from our counseling ministry. And, and so the next two Wednesdays, we're going to be talking about, uh, if, if you're part of that just uh, surviving 28% or whatever that is, I want to invite you to be a part of this. Because I believe that coming to this uh, experience uh, will really help you to have a better understanding of how you can have uh, a message of thriving during this Advent season. So let me invite you to listen to this passage. Somebody shared this with me not too long ago, and it uh, kind of hit me between the eyes. Ironically, at most Christmas parties, the person whose birthday you're supposed to be celebrating is completely ignored. He's never mentioned. Although Jesus is the reason for the season, he's often overlooked or merely mentioned along with Rudolph, Frosty uh, the Snowman, Santa Claus, the Grinch, the Elves, and a long list of celebrated fictional characters. Jesus is often overlooked. And my thought is this. Might it be that a part of the reason why some of us are just looking at surviving the holidays, might it just be that perhaps some of us who are thriving in the holidays but are simply doing it from a secular perspective, might it be that we have simply overlooked this person by the name of Jesus? That we've gotten so tied into the secular experience of Christmas. You know, when did the Christmas decorations go up uh, all around town? Uh, last part of October, right? In fact, some of them, some of them were up even before, uh, well before Halloween. And, and many of us uh, have started doing the same thing. And so I simply want to ask you today, where do you find yourself? Are you thriving? But are you thriving in the secular context of Christmas? Or are you barely surviving? Because I think that what God wants us to understand is that God wants us to, to experience the light of Christmas coming into our lives no matter what experience we're having at the present moment. Some of you need to hear this message from John chapter 1, verses 1 and verse 5. In this, in this gospel, they don't have a birth narrative. There's no birth narrative at all. <clears throat> it begins like this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 5 says, And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. See, my friends, what we need to understand is that light shines in the darkness, and no matter what we're experiencing in this world, in fact, if you can just turn off the lights for me for a second, no matter what we're experiencing in the world that we live in, we're gonna experience this light. This light that is a, a light that shines in the darkness, this light that is, shines in the middle of our brokenness, this light that says, I'm going to come and be present with you. I'm going to come and celebrate you. I'm going to come and be present with you. Uh, the Word made flesh 
and dwells among us. Some of you need to feel this light in your lives. Some of you have been walking in the darkness, have been wandering through the wilderness of life uh, for so very long. And and you simply need to hear uh, the voice of God saying to you, you are my beloved child. I love you as if there were no other in the world. Some of us are having some really challenging times. And some of the reasons why we're living in darkness and why we're living in the state of confusion and why we're living in the state of, of, um, of a state of paralysis. And as we face Christmas, we're saying, you know, how can we celebrate Christmas when we don't have any money? How can we? Or how, how, can we, uh, how can we face Christmas when we have these memories? Some of you are going through your first Christmas without a loved one, a husband, a wife, a child, a friend. And Christmas just won't be the same. And so you're, you're walking through this, this, this season of darkness And yet the light of Christ, the light of Christmas is shining brightly in the midst of your darkness. Some of you are are having a hard time imagining thriving uh, when you are out of work and you don't have any possibility of work in the immediate future. And man, that's darkness. Some of you are experiencing uh, the sense of, uh, of, of having to go home to visit parents that you really don't care to see. And some of you are going through experiences when you're going to be having time with with family and children, and you really don't care to see your children because all they ever bring is negativity. Are you with me? Some of you are are going into an experience in which um, uh, there's going to be all this fattening food and you're trying to diet. But my friends, all I simply want to say to you is that this light, the light of God, has never gone out and will never go out. This light was given to us in the birth of our Savior, Jesus the Christ child. Let me read to you a passage of Scripture. Uh, from Luke chapter 2. Now, this is the birth narrative, and, and typically I uh, just have all this equipment here, but I would have this Bible under the Christmas tree. And so my tradition in my family is to put a Bible under the Christmas tree, open to this passage of Scripture from Luke chapter 2, and that we read it every single day between now and Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, I'll give you a new one. But I would invite you to place a Bible under, the, under your Christmas tree and read these words. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David has been born to you a Savior, the Christ. 
This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. And when the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. My friends, this is the Word of God. If you don't have a Bible, if you don't have a Bible, I invite you to go out to our Welcome Center and get a Bible. Or if you have a Bible that you have a hard time understanding it, Go out to our Welcome Center and take one of our Bibles. Let that be your first Christmas present given to you. Because what you're going to find in this Scripture and throughout the, the story of the birth of the Christ child is that there was a, a moment in which uh, these shepherds, which were the lowliest people of that world, not the kings, not the princes, but the lowliest people in the world, are the ones that God sent the angel to. And the angel said, do not be afraid. And for those of you walking through life in darkness, for those who are walking through life and you're barely surviving, God says, I send you my son, the babe of Bethlehem, to be your companion. So what are you? What are you doing right now? Are you surviving? Are you thriving? See, the reality is this. Many people read this book and remember the story simply as a history lesson, something from of, from of old, and simply informational. But the purpose of these words is not informational. It's transformational. And that's what God wants to give to you during this Christmas season. So the purpose of Christmas is to allow the light of Christ to shine deeply into your heart, your mind, and your soul today and all of your tomorrows. Amen. Amen. In our tradition, we have the children of our church present the elements of the body and blood of Christ. And as they come forward, let me just share uh, that all people who are gathered in worship are invited uh, to come to the table. You may come from another tradition of faith. You may come from the Lutheran Church, Episcopal Church, the Roman Catholic Church. It does not make any difference. All who profess faith in Christ are invited to this table.
On the night in which Jesus Christ was betrayed, he took a common loaf of bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body given for you. Take and eat this in remembrance of me. And then after supper, he took the cup and he said, this is my blood of the new covenant shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of our sins. Take and drink this in remembrance of me. So my friends, the body and blood of our Savior Jesus Christ poured out and broken for you. May this be a gift to you that your past, that you will know that your past is forgiven and your future is strengthened with the light of Christ. Amen. Let me invite those who will be serving to please come and prepare yourselves to serve the people of God. And as they're doing that, let me just share a few instructions. Today we will be using the method of intinction where you will be given a piece of bread. We do not take God's grace. That's why we don't have you take the bread. But you are given God's grace. You will take the bread, representing the body of Christ, and place it into the chalice. We use grape juice um, because uh, of the tradition that we have in the United Methodist Church of uh, being in ministry to those who are part of 12-step programs. And then you'll receive the body of, and the blood of Christ. The altar rail is open to all of you. Uh, if you'd care to re, uh, take a moment to pray, you may do so before returning to your seats. If you are in need of gluten-free bread, I invite you to go all the way to your far right station. Uh, this will have gluten-free bread available to you, as well as the bread that I will be serving. Uh, so if you need to receive communion where you are seated, just please lift your hand and allow me the privilege of serving you right where you are seated this morning. Let me invite now the ushers to come and to lead the people of God to the altar of God uh, that together we may experience the peace of God. Amen.